Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be dime beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, pace case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a pace case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put the stuff on at night, (laughs) dimes eye cream, and then they have a a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I've literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm -hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time. And it's so nice. Do you look like a baby as well? Thank you. I was waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) A little slow. (laughs) But uh, this takes the guesswork out of the routine. So uh, this is part of the work system, the two moisturizers. There's also a sold out retinol alternative, the TBT cream. Uh, I can't wait to try that one as well. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. I've essentially gone against my word and... I have like fears with like how Katie would feel, how would Ariel feel, how would all the women feel, and I just feel like a, like a guilt about the whole week now because it's not with Gabby, but like a guilt of you know I said one thing and I did another. But it came from a good place. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we have survived sex week can you believe it (laughs) what we saw tonight was extraordinary i feel like goldini gave us came down from heaven on high to give us this beautiful gift 
There is so much this season that is just an exact mimicry of Goldini's season. Down to where these fantasy suites were. Goldini's fantasy suites were also in Thailand. Goldini also did a Fear Factor bug eating. Goldini also did a boat through the mangroves. I mean, it's like almost date for date in the same location. The producers were doing their damnedest to make this entire season a Goldini season. But as we saw tonight, <laughs> one thing was certainly different. <laughs> I really can't believe what we saw tonight. I just like... I mean, really, my MVP should be whichever producer came up with this idea to have Goldini tell Zach to do this. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. Unreal. The fact that they were able to coerce him into this, and then we saw what happened as a result of that coercion. <laughs> but uh, we're going to get to all of that, of course. But before we do, I just want to discuss two things, two bits of business. One is book watch. As you know, we've written a book called How to Win the Bachelor. Gabby is now confirmed to have been caught reading the book during the course of the season by producers. She is now a finalist. So I think we can all then see that it makes sense. If you read the book, you're guaranteed minimum to make it to the finals. That is now 100% verified. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. <laughs> we all, I mean, we had that one specific passage weirdly where if Goldini comes down from on high and tells your bachelor to say it's a sexless sex week get him to have sex just kidding we didn't put that yeah we did. <laughs> Goldini did not make it that far in the book I mean we do talk about him but uh we did very much talk about in the fantasy suites the pattern of how you play the fantasy suite which is during the day portion of the day everything's great towards the end of the day portion you raise a wall I'm just not feeling right the pressure's getting to me I'm in my head and then you overcome that for the fantasy suite night itself. Oh my God, you make me feel so comfortable, blah, blah, blah. We saw Gabby do exactly that. Literally textbook from our textbook. She did exactly uh, what we say to do in that book. And it paid off, obviously. Who knows if it'll pay off next week, but we did see that. My next bit of business is I wanted to discuss our Patreon. If you haven't checked it out in a minute, there's a lot of new stuff there. I've been doing a thing called Clues Corner where I watched all of Perfect Match and you can watch it along with me. I'm rewinding the video. I'm pausing on funny face plays, really analyzing the gameplay of it. Pace Case is doing Pace Case's Palapa where she's going through all the Vanderpump rules, scandals, and breaking down everything that's happening in that world. And we're putting a lot of content in there, including me in Clues Corner. At the end of this week, I'm going to be watching all of the next season of Love is Blind, which starts again at the end of this week, season four. I'm going to watch every episode of it. I'm going to try to get it out as it's coming out. I'm literally going to wait until it drops and then just binge the shit out of it and try to have it on our Patreon. So if you want to watch that with me, please join us uh, at patreon.com slash Game Roses. Yeah, Clues has been trying to hack into the systems to try to get them earlier, but... I don't know if the hacking has been going so well. No luck. I got to watch it on Netflix when it comes out, just like everyone else. But um, we thank you all if you are on our Patreon. Oh, the other thing that was in the book was uh, Gabby Titanicking him. Yes, she literally said the words, I'm flying. We will get to that. But um, thanks to everyone who joined us on Patreon and continues to do so. We have a lot of big things planned there. We're working on something very special that'll be out probably in a month-ish, I would guess that I think everyone's going to enjoy. So we hope you will join us there. But now, let's do what we came here to do, Pace Case. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. I just want to say again, 
before we start this. Uh There was so many just stellar plays tonight on a level that we really have never seen. There also were massive errors. I You don't really see that this late in the game. You sometimes see players who are good that make an unfortunate error and it costs them something, you know, maybe they get kicked off or whatever. You very rarely see players making just fucking unbelievably good plays and also unbelievably bad plays in the same game. And that is what happened tonight. We're going to get into all of it. So we begin with the promo. Tonight on The Bachelor, Fantasy Sweet Week, Uninterrupted Time with Zach, Sparks, Sex Week, Abstinence, Temptation, The Women Are Let Down, He Has Been Intimate, Their Apologies, A Beautiful Moment Was Robbed. We've seen that clip all season. There are tears, <laughs> and Katie wants to go home. We begin portion one, Krabby Thailand. Again, Goldini's Fantasy Suites were in Thailand. I just can't restate this enough. They are trying with every fiber of their being mm-hmm. to conjure the spirit of Goldini, the most successful bachelor of all time. And they should have bleached Zach's hair. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Just go full Goldini. <laughs> Make him wear blue contacts. <laughs> Bleach the chest hair. Uh, we see this gorgeous Thailand B-roll and then this hilarious shot of Zach on a boat with his hands on his hips for the first time yeah. in his life. <laughs> He's in a power position. I made a meme of it immediately. I know. Immediately. <laughs> I stopped watching the program. I put it on pause. I stopped taking notes for this very podcast that we're doing right now. And I had to make the meme. I was like, he must be in a white t-shirt that says sex week. It must look exactly like the t-shirt or as close as I can get it uh, to the woman who was in the women's audience. <laughs> it was just absurd. It was the most absurd shot. She's my background on the Zoom right now. <laughs> I also wondered, did a producer make him strike that power pose or was that just on his own? Are you kidding me? Who does this? That's why it looks so weird. No one's ever done this. Do a power pose on the boat, Zach. You're Jeff Prost. It's, it's going to look cool. You're about to have sex with three women. This episode really, to me, was the vilification of Zach Shalcrank. Unbelievable. And this is the deal. They made him look absurd. Made him look yeah. absurd. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about it, producers. And it starts with the hands on the hips. They knew he looked stupid here. They knew it. Of course. They... Not only here, everywhere throughout this whole fucking episode. And this is the the problem that the producers have. We want people to think this is Goldini. Then fucking treat him like Goldini. Goldini's not doing fucking power poses. Goldini's not fucking stumbling in a fantasy suite week. Goldini's doing family pranks. Exactly. He's not Goldini. And the producers don't treat him like Goldini. But they're trying to make him like Goldini. These producers can't pull this off. I mean, it's the same formula, but it's been 20 years since Goldini's season. The internet exists now. It's not the 1900s. Well, not not 20 years. I know. <laughs> but even beyond that, though, that doesn't that doesn't really matter. I think you could still have a Goldini. You just need producers who are capable of delivering go- a Goldini-like character. And these producers ain't. They got to take them down a notch. I know. They're like, oh, this guy gets to bang whoever he wants. Um... They play, speaking of Jeff Probst, they play Survivor-sounding music while they show this amazing hotel and an elephant trudging through the waters near our weirdo with his hands on his hips. I really thought this would be my creature, but there were so many good ones. I did too. I wrote it down. Same. 
We see child dancers. We see temples. We see ponder shots of the ladies. We see Gabby ponder on a beach. We see who she recaps the London date. We see fucking flashbacks again. Why are we having flashbacks? We just saw previously on whatever. We see the bloodline corgis again, though, which I liked. Mm. I didn't mind, honestly, the flashbacks here because it's almost like in the prior episode, it was just lazy. They were doing recaps of shit you saw literally in that episode, in the hometown episode. But uh, here, it's almost like a tribute. It's like a highlight reel of the players that are left in this final yeah. round of playoffs. Look at his record through the season. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we see after these highlight reels and all the players saying, you know, the where they are on the love levels and how they're excited for the thing. We see then DLP and Zach are in this little gazebo. DLP, 44, host, reminds Shao Crank here that he had his heart ripped out of his chest by Rachel Reckia in this very round. And he asked him how scared he is that that might happen to him again. Thanks, good friend. DLNL could never. DLNL would never have to. For those of us who weren't on our live show tonight, Clues was going on and on about how DLNL is better than DLP, and it was ridiculous. DLNL, for those who may not know, is Dark Lord Nick Lachey. He is the Dark Lord of the Netflix dating reality world, and he is much better than DLP. Um, nonetheless, here, DLP how dare you? opens this old wound, and he says, uh, Shao Crank says, it's the last thing he wants to happen, but fantasy suites will make you learn a lot about someone. It's always in the back of your head that something could be off like it was with Rekia. Once again, they're dragging Rekia through the mud for no reason. Zach then says, what's important to him is to express to all the women no sex of any kind for the fantasy suites. And DOP says, uh, why have you come to this decision? Shao Crank then divulges it was from the Council of Goldini himself. That's where the idea came from. He says Goldini took a very similar approach and it worked for him. Now, I I don't know. You know, we'll never know if this is true, if this was like just straight from Goldini's mouth or if this was a producer planning it. What do you mean? I, There's no way Goldini told him he should do this. I could see Goldini saying something like, look, I made that decision and it worked for me. Do what you want to do, but that's what I did. I could see that possibly being true the producers absolutely made goldini say that you know suggest this as a possibility yeah i think you're probably right actually i don't know i was giving goldini a little credit and zachary shalcross listening to goldini and doing sexless sex week and declaring it to all the women was my error 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 of the game In trying to not become like Clayton, he becomes Clayton 2.0 in this <laughs> horrible descent that you know is coming. And I just cannot give enough credit to the producer or I guess on the off chance Goldini <laughs> with this idea because it it just worked out better than I could have dreamed of. <laughs> well, I think there I mean, we know what happened in this, obviously, and I don't want to jump the gun and get ahead of ourselves as we always do, but um, mm -hmm. I think there's a fear among leads of being vilified for being dishonest with players in this round specifically. And so they get painted into these corners. Now, he very explicitly says he's not going to have sex. That's his own fault. Nobody's forcing him to fucking lock this decision exactly. in. <laughs> and the way he handled it was miserable and blah, blah, blah. But what if that was in the terms of him becoming the bachelor? You can't have sex. 
That they're going to sue him for it now? Yeah, they were like, you have to do this on Fantasy Suites Week. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, in this little conversation, he says the only thing that feels right and comfortable um, is to not have sex because it can muddy the situation. And then DLP says, I got to ask you this because it's just us talking here. There's a fucking camera crew one foot away from them. He is lying straight to this man's face, <laughs> to us, to everyone. He asked him if he feels the attraction and if he's going to be able to pull this week without sex off. And I'm just like in my head, like, of course he is. He's like, I've got to address it because we've had some sex this week and it turned out to be for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach admits that it's going to be tough. And DLP takes a sip of his drink and says, you're going to be tempted. And Zach says the animalistic element will be tough for him. See, DLP is reading all these scripted lines. Mm -hmm. He's doing the dirty, dirty deeds of the producers here, but I still, he still comes off empathetic to Zach here, in my opinion. Agree to disagree. And uh, we see, <laughs> we see Zach say, of course he has this animalistic desire, but he wants the partner to be sure in us and not worry that he's banging everyone right before engagement. It's not how I imagine it. Healthy engagement should start, which I was like, is this why they're giving him a bad edit? Because he's hurting the process here, yeah. saying healthy engagements can't start with conception. I mean... <laughs> Whoa. Consummation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that basically is why they're starting to give him this villain edit here, I think. Then we cut to uh, Zach taking a shower in like an outdoor fountain or something for what seems to be like 15 minutes. He's showering. He's scrubbing every inch of his body as he's ITMing what feels right to him is to not have sex. Uh, even though he wants to. And he says, there's a lot of pent-up energy, but the right thing will happen. And then we cut to a monkey eating a banana. I swear to God, this was going to be my creature of the week because he got his own segment in the fucking shower montage. Yeah. And he wasn't. They intercut the shower with the monkeys. Yeah. They're like, oh, is that animal instinct going to take over? And it was very, you know, Tia when she made out with that, that last-minute Paradise arrival. And they kept intercutting between the shower and talking about the china pod and all that portion two we begin ariel's fantasy suite she's putting on lip gloss they get in this little tuck tuck uh and they drive to a night market and god <sighs> yes I feel so bad for Ariel. She ate so many bugs. Yeah. She really got the raw end. For her to get done like this. I agree. They also, uh, there was no hooju. They meet during the day. They set it up. They shoot it like it's going to be a hooju. No hooju. We got no hoojus all night long. Terrible waste of space. Uh, too serious for hoojus. But nonetheless, they, uh, they get to this night market. They're eating grasshoppers and crickets and scorpions. They buy a bag of worms. They're enjoying the worms. And uh, again, this is an exact replica of Goldini's date with, let me look it up really quickly here. Lindsay. Yes, Lindsay Yenter was a win in Rome, fear factor, bug eating picnic, animal husbandry monkeys. So there you have that. Um, after they do all of this, he is basically saying, they get in this cab. Um, he says that... Uh, oh, they make out... There's a fire dancer who I was like, of course, this will be my bystander, but it's not. And he basically describes Ariel as a temptress. Yeah. Zach ITMs that her kisses make his body hot. He's so in the moment with her. 
Then they Lady and Tramp, some other foods, and Zach ITMs that he came into this week wanting to not involve sex. They sit down and talk. Errol says she doesn't like super romantic dates. She likes more gritty, authentic dates where you're testing what you can handle. Uh, good tests. We end portion two with a casting card. Why date someone who is crabby when you could go on a date with someone who takes you to crabby? Pretty good pun. Portion three begins back at the hotel. I feel like it depended on people like really paying attention to which part of Thailand they were in. And I feel like because of that, it was confusing. I agree. Portion three begins back at the hotel. Gabby is journaling as she ITMs that she feels stressed and nervous because she hasn't seen him in 10 days. Then we see a shot of Zach and Ariel walking uh, to the night portion or the later night portion of their um, fantasy suite. And they cut it to make it seem like they're walking by Gabby's window. Clearly, that is not the case. Clearly, that did not happen. But they have this kind of high angle shot of Zach and Ariel walking. And then they have these shots of Gabby looking out a window. They try to manufacture something here that just isn't happening. Which, by the way, I kind of actually liked that the players weren't forced to sit in the same rooms with each other and live in the same hotel and shit. Yes. They can go just as crazy if they're by themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but we then see Gabby is ITMing that she's feeling insecurity and doubt. She shouldn't be freaking out like this. If she can't get out of her own head, then it's not going to be good. So she's already pre-playing these walls. Mm -hmm. Beautifully done. She's laying it into ITM so producers can use it to really build that narrative. Back on the fantasy suite with Ariel, they enter this place called White Lotus. Wait, this is after, after she loads those walls. They cut to this head statue. And I was like, oh, very White Lotus-esque. And then they literally go to a White Lotus restaurant here. I feel like that was a little nod to it with the heads. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they sit down at this dinner table and Ariel ITMs that she can't wait to be alone with him. They will probably stay up all night. Then at dinner, Ariel tells him it's hard to find someone who's equally adventurous. They agree. Uh, he agrees. She says it feels effortless with him. She has had a hard time since hometowns. Uh, she felt like she was holding back. And when she starts to really care about someone, she has this moment where she retreats. This is a small wall she's trying to raise here. It doesn't have much of an effect. She then admits that she told her mom she was falling for him and it reacts with what I thought was going to be my face play of the game, but it wasn't. It was like a triple face play. Uh, he's like, ooh, 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 ooh. he's raising his eyebrows. He's like trying to act surprised because on the heels of this, I told my mom I was falling in love with you. Uh, she plays her love level three to him. I'm falling in love with you. And then she says, it's so dumb. And he responds, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, he's so bad at it. Thank you. I feel that. But, uh, you know, well played here. Uh, I take love seriously. I have sacred word defense. I only want to say the word to one person at the end. Goldini. I thought this was well played by Ariel. This is what you want to do. You want to raise to love level three right here at this exact moment during the date. And um, he then tells her that he takes love very seriously. He only wants to love one person at the end of this, but he can see a future with her and he thanks her with a kiss. Ariel then ITMs that it was a weight off her shoulders, the love level three, and she wants to be in that fantasy suite and keep exploring the relationship. Shao Crank then pulls out a card from under his food plate. Ariel reads it. I have written down S-Y-C-T-F-Y-I-R P-U-T-K-T-S-A-A-C-I-T-F-S. No. That is... Benicial Arm. 
Minutia. Should you choose to forego your individual rooms, please use this. Please take this key shit. I don't know even what it is. I think I fucked it up. Exactly. It's too long. It's too long. It's not meant to it's not meant to come into life. I tried. Uh, Zach describes how Ari he gets giddy with Ariel and they kiss in their own private pool, which I thought was nice. Yeah. She gives me natural energy. And they go in the bedroom, they make out, we get this do not disturb sign. Well, Shao Crank though tells her we we didn't touch on this point. He tells her we're not having sex. That That's a very, uh, probably the most important thing I think that happens in this dinner is Shao Crank says um, he came to a decision that felt right for what he thinks would be a happy engagement and marriage and that's sex being off the table. He feels a physical connection with her, but loving one person at the end of this means for him to have sex after the engagement, essentially, after the show ends. She says she doesn't like to plan anything in advance, but she understands and appreciates his position, and she wants to use this fantasy suite to spend time with him. Well played here. That's all you can do. If if the fucking bachelor puts up a, a no-sex call, a wall, essentially, you know, a proclamation, a decree, you have to abide by it, at least here. You have to verbally abide by it. I mean, it's at least like it's, it's kind of the approach you take even if he's not giving this ultimatum. You're like, oh, yeah, let's use the fantasy suite to like spend time together, get to know each other. It's very Fortiara. Yes, exactly. So she plays it pretty well. and then, But she does ITM that she was disappointed because she wants to have the physical moments to keep it sexy, but she does want to support him and it will be hot and steamy no matter what she says and she wants to keep the romance alive and who knows what is going to happen. So we... We end this little portion here, or, or this conversation, with her basically saying, like, eh, maybe. I know what he said, but maybe. Then they enter the fantasy suite. They do a little I love Clevelanding. Look at the bed. Look at the things. It's awkward. And Zach ITMs, oh boy, this is going to be difficult. We see some kiss. Porn music starts playing. And then Zach <laughs> ITMs that he gets giddy with her. This is a loaded love level one late in the game. They get in the pool and kiss. He ITMs that she uh, gives him natural energy. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that down. That is such a great line. <laughs> she gives me natural energy. She's kind of like a ginseng, like a yeah. green tea. Um, they kiss in the bed, and he ITMs that she's absolutely beautiful. And he's thinking what he did set himself up for. He's thinking what did he set himself up for? And we see the do not disturb sign hung on the door as it closes. He don't know. He don't. He don't know. Uh, <laughs> usually a sign on the, the door a do not disturb sign is a sign of implied consummation. But here, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Portion four begins. It's the morning after. The morning after they've got clothes on the tub, but they're both wearing full garb in bed. Zach doesn't even have a shirt up. He's in a three-piece suit. <laughs> He's got a bow tie. She's in a, a full suit of night armor. She says, we did three different positions. He goes, sleeping position. Sleeping position. You dirty hoe. He looks right into the camera. <laughs> she means sleeping positions. I kept my promise. And then Ariel ITMs that it feels much more of a possibility to be engaged. Zach ITMs that this was a very important night for them. He has more clarity. They eat some breakfast. And Zach ITMs it with Ariel. The not having sex was more difficult than he could have imagined, but they stuck to their guns, essentially. He thinks it was the right decision. And then they get a kiss, and he walks off to his next what we believe to be a sexless date. We see a monkey, not my 
creature. Gabby walks the beach. She ITMs being excited and nervous, and she was freaking out. She needs to get out of her head. She needs to tell him what she's feeling for him, and she hopes they will pick up where they left off. Once again, hitting that fucking wall play. I I mean, whatever. We'll get to it. She meets him on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Slow walk here. No hooju again. You stopped yourself. Good for you. I truly did. I'm starting to learn how to do this. This walk, though. <laughs> He makes the weirdest wave I've ever seen in my life. He hunches over. He's squinting his eyes, waving from his elbow. Uh, Gabby's doing great colorful narrator work here. My self-tanner might melt off. I'm sweating, but he should love me regardless. Uh, they discuss their sweat. IRL. He says, for today's date, we're going on a private island. We're going on a pirate ship. And they get on this pirate ship. <laughs> Again, we got ahead of ourselves, but she titanics him. Uh, a move that we talk about in, in the book on boat dates. And she also gives it a little Gen Z twist. She goes, it's perfect, 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 which is a very popular TikTok sound. Oh, fantastic. Um, she then ITMs that she recognizes how strong he feels for her, or her feelings are for Zach, sorry, but it's scary to open up to him when she has these haunting feelings. They jump in the water. She ITMs being in her head again. And then they sit on a beach. He tells her she's beautiful. She protests, saying she's crusty. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sir. How the week after hometowns were, and she says, uh, got in her head a little because of the time that they've been apart, but it's more like in previous relationships. She was chosen second. And because she's the second, fantasy suite is stressed her out again, even though she knows it doesn't matter. It's just the order. But her mind runs to her not being good enough because she's second. This is unreal. I love this. This is unreal. This is just unreal. I mean, if you read How to Win the Bachelor, it's very real because we describe exactly how to do what she's doing in our fantasy suite chapter. But she is taking something that she knows is completely insignificant. The order of fantasy suites are chosen by the producers. It means nothing about how Zach Shawcross feels about any of them. This is just something the producers do to try and exacerbate whatever narratives they're building up. Who could potentially be a villain? Who might you know, be mad if he has sex with somebody before somebody else, et cetera, et cetera. I would imagine they would put the person that they think is most likely to break in the middle or last. Yeah, middle or last for sure. First position is usually the best in terms of uh, not having anxieties and stuff. But uh, she builds this wall here out of literally nothing. And then Zach thanks her for opening up about her insecurities and assures her that it's not a mind game that he's playing. It's literally just him trying to figure it out. The wall also... The specific nature of the wall, it's like almost my play of the game because it's like second place. It's also saying like if she gets victimized in the final round, which I think she could, then she gets that perfect bachelorette edit. You know, I want to be first place, not second. We're going to get to um, some bachelorette plays that were not made. There were bachelorette plays put on silver fucking platters and the plays were not made. We're going to get to it. But here, a fantastic play by Gabby. Zach essentially apologizes or tries to soothe her and says, look, I'm just trying to figure this out. Gabby ITMs that because there are other women, uh, it's getting in her head. She leaves Zach and takes a moment to go talk to a producer. Literally walks away from him. Mm. This is planting doubt in his mind now. This is a fucking high-risk play. If you don't hit this shit, if you don't hit and excuse me, I need a moment perfectly, you're fucked. It's over. You got to hit it perfectly. Now, granted, in Fantasy Suites, you get a little more leeway because the producers need to see each of the three of them come to a conclusion. They don't like seasons where 
It's uh, Colton Underwood where he's just like, fuck it, scrap the last fantasy suites. They want all of them to have a conclusion. So you do have a little leeway, but nonetheless, she fucking nails it here. And she goes off. She's talking to this producer. Now, a lot of this is played off face, what she says. She says, I feel very stupid and foolish, and I hate this. I feel disgusting and ugly. Why can't I be happy? She doesn't feel like she can go back there. Again, a lot of this is like, I don't know where they got this information from. Some of this sounded like it came from ITMs, but they're really building it up here. And she ITMs then, what is wrong with you? Get a grip. Zach comes check on her. She tells him she was activated last night because of being chosen second. She plays this PTC of being cheated on, produces tears. She says she was so overtired and emotional. She's just not, uh, she's just a human. And he's like, yes, we're all human. I agree, this is hard. And I wrote, this wall game was my play of the game. There is nothing that will beat this. I wrote that and I was wrong. You're special, Grabby. Gabby? <laughs> I was 100% wrong. This was not my play of the game. I mean, this was... We've seen very few players do this successfully. The main one I think of is Victoria Fuller. She did it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> over and over. Uh, she she was incredible at it. She was like a, a like a stage actress being like, I'm going to go cry over here. You're going to come over to me. I'm going to go cry over here. Then you're going to come to me. It was beautiful. Uh. I, I just love seeing this level of wall play where you're taking a wall so far that it becomes a possibility of self-elimination. And then... You're on the brink. You've got one foot hanging over the cliff and then you come right back. It's so fucking beautiful to see this kind of shit. Amazing brink play. And I think it sets up an even stronger play later. Oh, 100%. Because now, look, you already know. I mean, she doesn't know about his no sex proclamation at this point, Mm -hmm. but she's trying to hook him to engage him emotionally. So again, we talk about this in our book, but what you want to do with these walls are you want to make him feel like he's going to potentially lose you or that at the very least he has some role in keeping you there. That this is an obstacle he as the bachelor is overcoming to help the progress of the relationship. It will emotionally lock him in. He needs to offer you something. Exactly. And and she gets him to do that. A token or a love level or something else uh we get him to well he you know cheers her up he keeps kissing the side of her face and he lifts her up in the water and they make out portion five begins and it is the night portion dinner date they walk on this bridge Gabby is shit talking her glam and her ITMs, but that it she feels safe to tell him love level three. Don't anticipate any hiccups tonight. And they sit at dinner in this nice like lantern patio. You look hot. You look hotter. But when she says that too, if I may, if I may, when she's like, I don't anticipate any hiccups tonight. This is literally she's in an ITM and a producer is like, so do you anticipate any hiccups tonight? Yeah. And she's got to be, she's like, no, probably not. And, and the producer's like, no, can you literally say, I don't anticipate any hiccups tonight? And then she has to repeat it back because they know this motherfucker's <laughs> about to tell her no sex in the fantasy suites. She's like, wait, why do you need to, me to keep saying there's going to be no hiccups? <laughs> <laughs> say there's like, you're, it's going to be smooth sailing into <laughs> consummation nation. Can you say, uh, tonight I plan on having the craziest sex of my life? <laughs> <laughs> we need to just just say that once or twice. Can you say never mind. 
Uh, we get. Whoa. <laughs> this is a family show. The <laughs> Gabby, you know, reader behavior has this prepared toast. Toast to you meeting me with nothing but compassion, support, love, making me feel like I was chosen first. Thank you. He issues a how you doing. She says, I felt bad taking away from the fun of the date, but I lost a lot about myself in my last relationship. This is a mirror PTC to, to Zach's. He's already talked about this. Mm-hmm. I found out I was cheated on. I knew it was happening. I chose to look the other way. I didn't know my value and what I'm worthy of in a relationship. What does worthwhile love look like? You always make me feel like a priority and have my best interests at heart. He says, you deserve to be number one. It's ridiculous. I had a worse self-confidence issue. Who would want to be with this guy? Who could love this guy? So he issues back his PTC about his insecurities. Gabby says, you're so different, special, (laughs) genuine, and kind. I'm falling in love with you, so thank you. Love level three, Gabby. That's what I'm saying. This this shit's pro now. This is textbook. But Ariel was too. She just didn't have this wall game. This wall game is like on another fucking level. This is like superstar, all-star. Like this will go down in playoff history, what she fucking did here. For me, this was Gabby's best game of the season. It was incredible. 100%. Yes. Even despite a very bad mistake she made, uh, (laughs) the things that she did right in this are Mm -hmm. fucking historic. They're fucking historic. We're going to remember Gabby forever. This is what I'm going to remember the season for, this episode. I agree. 100%. I think. Who knows? Yeah, next week. We don't know. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I'll remember the season for Gabby having read our book, but it produced this. Our book was a part of this. I feel very proud to have been part of this. Um, But Zach, basically at this point, ITMs that hearing her love level three is like a puzzle coming together. Um, That was strange to me. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever heard anyone describing. His whole approach to this week and his talking about his like quote unquote Catholic guilt or whatever, I was like, oh, there's a lot going on under the surface with this man that we don't know about. Yeah, terrible, horrible things. Is he okay? (laughs) Um, I don't know. But uh, he pulls out the card from under the food plate and hands it to her. She reads the sacred words. We see the Harry Potter key. You know, we got no shots of the fantasy suite cards on this episode. We did get one. Did we? The actual writing? Yeah, I'll send it to you. I think it's in a video of mine. Thank you. <laughs> I took a lot of videos this episode. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just am like typing too fast to fucking shoot the screen anymore. I got to get back to it. I got to figure this out. I need a system. You got to be taking a picture of every frame, clues. I need an assistant to come over and just uh, take two 2,000 photographs of the. Can't you train your cat to uh, do this? God, I wish. That'd be the <laughs> best thing I'd ever seen in my fucking life. Oh, no, my cat. I trained my cat to take 2,500 pictures of Bachelor every week. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm going to call Minutia. I'm going to call a strange side road in conspiracy town or something on us. And let's move on. Zach tells her that this means an opportunity to spend more time together, but this is typically the week shit can hit the fan. He also says it's sex week. And in this experience, it can cause more issues and problems. What feels right to him is to not have sex in the fantasy suite. So he lays down his decree here. He knows it's not conventional, but he wants it to work. And uh, he wants this process to work for him, and that's the healthiest way to go about it. Gabby ITMs that his decision was unexpected and brought her no relief. She tells him that sex is important in a relationship. She doesn't think she can get to being engaged if she hasn't had sex with someone, but she won't try to seduce him, she jokes. And then she thanks him for sharing. (laughs) This is so 
God damn it, she's good. She's fucking amazing. He literally, when she says, I won't try to seduce you, he literally like made this face where he's like biting his fingers or something. He like couldn't handle the, the chemistry play. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Tex Avery cartoon. Um, Gabby ITMs. A what? Huh? Tex Avery? Tax Avery? He used to do these these cartoons of like, you know, the old ones where like uh, some animal would see like a pretty lady walking by and be like, and his eyes would pop out of his head and shit. Mm. Sorry. Uh, sorry for the reference. She tells him sex is important, <laughs> um, but she won't try to seduce him. Then Gabby ITMs that she was bummed out, but it will be great. She can't wait for him to see her skincare routine. Funny again. He is saving it for the right person, which means he's not test driving anyone. He's waiting for the Porsche. I thought that was another funny line. They get on this little boat. They get ferried out to their hut that's on the wa the water, and they come into the fantasy suite. We see bed shots again. Gabby says, big bed, lots of room for activities. She's just fucking teasing this motherfucker with everything she says. They lay in the bed. Gabby ITMs that she wants that mutual connection, that physical intimacy, and it's hitting her that this is actually happening. She thinks that she and Zach are very excited, and he says he's not having sex, but maybe he will. That was a weird cut. By the way, that line. Yes, I agree. They, I think there were a lot of Frankenbitten things in this. There was one later that was like, oh my God. Um, but uh, implied consummation. We see the light go off. Once again, here we have, but we had implied consummation with Ariel as well. The hanging on the door, do not disturb. So I'm like, I don't know. At this point, I'm like, they're just trying to trick us. At this point, I almost thought he doesn't have sex with anybody, that the whole thing is about some other bullshit. Uh, but portion six begins. It's the morning after. We've been tricked before. Exactly. They are in bed talking about crocodiles and alligators. Zach reveals that he was nicknamed Mowgli after the Jungle Book character because as a child, he would walk around in his, as he calls them, whitey tighties. She asks him. But he's in a full, fully clothed in bed in this scene. Yeah. You can do uh, naked shower scenes. You just can't have two people in bed shirtless together. Not on ABC. This is a family program, as I said. She asks him how he's feeling. They both feel great. Gabby ITMs that she's confident in where they are in their relationship, kissing. She says it was such a special night for both of them. We're getting clothing shots on the ground, implying sex, but did they have sex? Kiss. Gabby ITMs that she feels his emotions and the cuddles and how they interact with one another. Kiss. They argue about who will miss who more. And Zach ITMs that he's feeling a lot of incredible feelings. The alone time was huge for their relationship. It was a passionate night and it was really special, but his whole perspective on the week changed because something special changed in the fantasy suite. And now he's holding a secret. And this is where we know what's going to happen. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. 
Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues. I quit bras during the pandemic. I said no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle. Um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire. They don't have bulky fabrics. And they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year, year of our gore 2024. Mm-hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one. It has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch. So it's like doesn't look like it's, you know, a comfortable bra, but it is. And I guess I'm a bra person again. It turns out. Well, congrats, Pace Case. I know it's a big step for you right Mm -hmm. now. You can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash roses. Use that exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Clues, I got to be honest, I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 Ooh. Shiraz Rosé from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rosé all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rosé is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Happen. Zach is then in his hotel room. <laughs> DLP is fucking called out for emergency service. DLP, we need you now. Zach had sex with Gabby. You got to get in there. You got to have a real conversation with a complete stranger about... His dick is wet. Say, <laughs> they send a Dark Lord Anderson to test. Get in there. Oh, my fucking God. This is one of the most absurd things that happens in The Bachelor, in my opinion. This is a fucking adult man who had sex with an adult woman, and now he's got to confess about it to this weird father figure who pretends to be like his friend and all this shit. It's so fucking strange. 
nonetheless, they sit down. And Zach says he feels really great with Gabby. It was an unreal night and day. And every time he sees her, he feels like it's easier to see a life with her. But uh, DLP, do you remember our conversation about taking sex off the table? Yeah. Well, it changed. (laughs) DLP here is just doing the most to try and pretend to be surprised. The producers obviously know this happened. Zach himself has told them and is like, I need to tell all these other players. And they're like, first, you have to talk to DLP. So they told DLP this. Beyond that, the producers know everything that happens in the fantasy suite. There may not be cameras, but there are microphones. Every time. They have to have the information. That's how they produce the show. Zach says he and Gabby had sex, and it was very special. It was important, and it was what we both wanted and needed for the relationship, and he feels terrible because he went against his word. And he has fears about how the other two women would feel, and he feels guilt with the whole week because he broke his promise. DLP says, but it came from a good place. <laughs> <laughs> Love that line. Uh, Gabby's overnight chemistry play that was built upon a daytime wall game that was couched in I don't want to be second, a heartbreak PTC was my play, 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 play of the game. I I guess I had thought it was Katie maybe. And so this was, I don't know. I thought kind of like you that we would be tricked, but this was my favorite thing. Maybe this season that, that this happened during this week. I thought it was incredible. And Gabby getting Zach, Mr. 4TRR to renege on this, whatever uh, <laughs> boundaries on to, <laughs> whatever happened chemistry wise, uh, that made Zach go back on this boundaries discussion for fantasy suite sweets week was just incredible. Like that's powerful. It's setting her up for literally bachelorette. If she is sent home, I couldn't agree with you more. That's why it was also my play, 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 play of the game. Now, I want to qualify this because I'm going to give another play of the game. Okay. Um, This was my crown play of the game. There was also a ring play of the game. And what this play does... Come on. Huh? This is ridiculous. This was ridiculous. Once you get to top three, there are two goals in sight. You can try to become the bachelorette. You can try to get the ring. I know, but you have to decide which one was better. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because there were some errors made, too, that kind of nullify the greatness of both of my plays of the game. But this play of the game sets up, basically, the ball is in your court, Katie. I've done this. He said he wasn't going to have sex with anybody. Well, guess what? He had sex with me because of whatever her game was in the fantasy suite. Was it chemistry? Was it psychological? I don't know. I don't know what she used exactly to get this outcome, but she got it. It was an American flag bikini. Oh, oh, not not on a day, not on this Tuesday. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Stay safe out there, everybody. Um, I just think that she did this play, and we don't know what the outcome of it's going to be. 
But Gabby went into that fantasy suite and said, he doesn't want to have sex. I'm going to respect it, whatever. He even says in this thing to DLP, it was a decision we both made. We both desert or knew that this is what our relationship needed. So there's no blame being cast or anything like that. But she got him to do this. She got him to break the only promise he fucking made during this week. That is out fucking standing. And the reason it is a bachelorette play is because it sets you up for a wide array of reactions to whatever's going to come next now. And again, we're going to get to some shit later to an error, but it puts you in it. You're just in the best possible position because you can go for either goal at this point. Yes, exactly. Because if it works out, he's like, Nope, we had sex. I don't apologize for it. Everything was great. And it made me realize I love you. You got the ring. If you want it, at least a proposal. If the opposite is true, like we get to in the end of this episode, where it's a scarlet letter type thing, slut shaming going on, <laughs> you get victimized to a degree that they have to give you the crown. So she's essentially made the best play possible here. I think Caitlin Bristow might be her hero player. For sure. KB slash a little like Raven Gates to a booth. Yes, I agree. But uh, not only does this uh admission come to DLP. Zach also says he wants these women to know. He has to be fully honest <laughs> with them about how things change. Uh he has zero regrets. Yeah. <laughs> Goldini called him and and he was like, Goldini, what should I do? He's like, you gotta tell yeah. them all. <laughs> that was Clayton. Clayton called him. <laughs> He's like, we couldn't get Goldini, but we got Clayton to give you some advice. What should he do, Clayton? You have to tell them all. You have to have a rose ceremony from hell. Clayton, do you think I should wait till the night portion to tell her? Or do you think I should do it while we're, our feet are rotting in the swamp? You got to do it first things first while yeah. your feet are in the swamp. Yeah. Well, if it was me, I'd wait for the rose ceremony. But uh, you yeah. do you, dude. <laughs> um, at any rate, Zach tells DLP here, everybody's got to know about this shit. And DLP says, you want to tell the other women what happened? Even DLP can't believe this. At this point, he's like, I thought the producers were fucking with me. I thought there's no way this guy's actually going to fucking do this. But uh, Zach says he still has a fantasy suite left with Katie. She needs to know. And he had an intimate moment with Ariel. Um, so she needs to know as well. But we don't ever get to see that conversation. I don't know if he ever told Ariel. That may be on the cutting room floor. It didn't seem like he did. Well, they didn't show it, but I, I think he probably did because he says this. But he says um, this is an act of love, not lust, and he doesn't want to start a relationship on a foundation of a lie. He then ITMs that he wasn't going into this week thinking it would make things uh, better to take sex. Sorry, he was going into this week thinking it would make th things better to take sex off the table, but now it's made everything much worse, and he hopes Gabby will understand. And I'm just like... <laughs> I wrote, why would she be involved in this at all? Didn't see this part coming either. <laughs> and DLP and Zach hug it out. Me either. DLP and Zach hug it out. And Zach ITMs, there are repercussions. It was a beautiful moment. It feels Rob tears. And we've seen that clip a million times. Now, this was one of my... Error, 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 error of the game. There are three errors that I'm going to give out this game. What, you have multiple? I, so, look, I'm telling you. You're giving two plays, three errors? Everything. Clues. No. Hey, look, I get to do this. This is necessary. <laughs> Every one of these errors Okay, were, your face has convinced me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's choking his own neck. <laughs> yeah. Say, I need this. I need these errors. Let me let me give five awards. <laughs> um, Every one of these errors was fucking phenomenal. They are mind-blowingly bad. 
And every one of these plays were mind-blowingly good. I just have never seen a game that had such a fucking volume and disparity of good and bad plays. Like, everything Zach Shawcross is doing here is wrong as a lead. Again, you don't have a lot of things you got to do as a lead. One of them is not do what Clayton Eckert did. You don't... It's the fantasy suites, and we even hear this from Katie later. I'm getting ahead of myself, but his move here is basically to uh, potentially tell Ariel later... Uh, like before the fantasy suites to go to her, do a knock knock and do a benevolent execution. I don't think he told her. I think he probably did. And I think that's part of what was weird about it. You think he would have told her and they wouldn't have let us see it? Yeah. Because she was inconsequential. Or maybe she would have had no reaction to it. She'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Oh, they didn't want her to be bachelorette. Yeah, maybe something like that too. I don't exactly know. But um, everything he does here is wrong. We begin portion seven. And it's the morning. Katie's getting ready for a date. She ITM's being very excited to see Zach. This week has been more difficult because there are other ladies he's spending the night with, but she's going to lean into today. Forget about her worries and fears. It's going to be a special day and night for the two of them. Then <laughs> we see Zach walking up to a door. So special. Zach knocks on the door. I thought this was going to be Katie, but it's Gabby. He compliments her on how she looks. Uh, she says, aren't you supposed to be on a date right now? He's like, yep. Then he ITMs that he needed to talk to Gabby about what happened in the fantasy suite. And he needs to tell her that he's going to tell the other players just fucking digging this hole for no reason. He tells Gabby he had the best time with her. It was huge for them. More magical. They could have discussed this off off camera or never. Are you going to tell anyone? No. Yes. I mean, that too. Yeah, you're right about that. Because this was a this was a big part of Zach's error for me here is that he's not like, hey. uh. Is it okay if I talk about what happened or something? Or like, it puts her in a horrible position. Yes, but I will say this about where The Bachelor is and where the leads are and shit. I think that there is a massive fear in the leads position to not look like a dick to anyone, you know? Like, I think this for him is a fourth audience move. I don't think he really actually cares about, you know, what it means to these women or anything. I think to him, it's like, look, Everybody watching this show, I was honest with them. Yeah, It's not easy, but I was honest. You can't be pissed at me. I think that's kind of why he's doing this. No, but he doesn't He doesn't ask Gabby if it's okay if he's honest about some things. And, and, and she's like kind of like trying to hide it in this conversation. I couldn't even understand what she was saying because I think she was trying to be like, uh, uh, are you really going to tell the world we fucked? Okay. Uh, and also... When he, when he tells Katie, not being like, hey, can I tell you about like things that have happened romantically with the other players or do you not want to hear about it? You know, he doesn't give them an option. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's because he literally cannot put himself in their position. And Katie asks that later. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But I think it really is just about him thinking about how is this going to come across to America, to Bachelor Nation, to the nation, to us, the fourth audience. I think that's why he's doing it. Um, nonetheless, he sits Gabby down and, you know, tells her when he walked away, he was in his head and nervous about his anti-sex declaration and how it changed and evolved with her. He says she made him feel so special and he wouldn't be able to go about his week just having secrets um, and telling someone one thing and doing another. He wants to be transparent with everyone involved about the, the whole, like, you know. About whole, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles and pats her hair and says, I didn't realize you were so bothered. He says, yeah, but not about us in the slightest. Gabby says she thought it was between them. <sighs> Gabby ITMs that she's feeling blindsided 
But this is because everything that's meant to be private and between them is now not private and between them anymore. She feels like her trust was broken because she felt like it was just between them and them only. He tells her that having a secret is not how he wants to possibly start their lives together. He wanted her to know how he feels, how special that night was, and that he's falling in love with her. So he's got to dispense a love level three here to try and smooth this over. Yes, exactly. He realizes he's in the in the doghouse and he he's like, uh, also, you get a love level three for this for letting me tell the other ones. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he didn't have to play that there. And I think even by playing it, he looked worse, in my opinion. Yeah, it was like, you don't play a love level three in this conversation. He's like, well, I'm definitely falling in love with you. The love levels are celebrations. For what it's worth. The love levels are progress. They are not band-aids applied to a fucking gaping wound that you cause. This is not a good use of a love level, in my opinion. But she thanks him for sharing that and coming to talk to her. And then Zach ITMs, and, and she gets a kiss here. And then Zach ITMs feeling bad with bombarding her, but it feels like a weight off of his shoulders. And he's finally, uh, and he's in his final fantasy suite with Katie. He plans to tell her the truth as well. Now, Gabby's reaction to this was one of my... Error, 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 error of the game. He has basically walked into this hotel room and said, do you want to be the bachelorette? And she said, um, I don't know. Nah, it was right there. Your reaction is this. As soon as he tells you that, what immediate tears you have broken my trust. That was a beautiful moment between us. You are a fucking monster. I hope both of these women tell you no, because that you're not building a relationship anymore. Yeah, you're not emotionally mature enough to be in a committed, trusting relationship. You're not emotionally mature. You're not ready for this. You, Your whole thing was you thought you were ready for a relationship and to get married and settle down. You are not even fucking close, buddy. Have a nice life. And you walk out. You're the bachelorette. She didn't do it. Mm. She sticks around. And you have to like... She still could, but she's not going to. Even if you did it later, it doesn't matter. It has to be immediate. For it to be believable that it hurt you that deep, it's got to fucking be right then and there. And Katie gets the same opportunity later. We'll get to that. That will be my other error. Um, They're just not seeing it. (laughs) Spoiler. They're just not seeing it. They're not seeing the crown, unfortunately. Nonetheless, we move on. We want to keep people coming for your third error clues. Don't give it away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Portion 8, Fantasy Suite 3. Day portion. It's Katie. She's ITMing. She's head over heels. Love level three. That bit right there where she they're walking down the path and she's ITMing. I'm head over heels about this man feeling safe with him. She I am falling in love with him. He's extremely loyal and committed and I trust uh, him. Frank and bitten. All to shit. She never said any of this. This might be an AI fucking tool. I'm not shitting you. Uh. <laughs> I am shitting you a little. After the AI does its job, <laughs> uh, Zach tells Katie that they're going to explore the mangrove forest. They walk through this jungle path to these glass bot- this bo- glass bottom kayak. Cool, cool date. Uh, it starts raining uh, as they're kayaking through. She loves the rain, of course. Katie loves everything. She's just... <laughs> it's all great. And they sit on this stump in the river with these like orange garlands hung up. 
they've just thrown them on these bushes. And this is fucking like the producers chose this. The producers knew this conversation was going to happen. They selected this location for it. Just a swamp. Yeah. They're fucking knee deep. A hostile environment. Oh, God. To me, I was like, oh, this is where they're trying to recreate Popeye. Yeah. Peter Weber and Madison Pruitt in Australia with all the flies. Yes, I think you're exactly correct. Harsh convos in hostile environments where you can't escape. Do you think they had giant water snakes ready to release? (laughs) I think they've always got those ready. Crocodiles and shit. They just got a fucking cage full of crocodiles. They're like, and release the crocodiles. Uh, I. It's the wig guy from Bachelor in Paradise pretending to be a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dude in a suit. He's like, do I have to get in the swamp? Yeah, we're going to need that. We need to delay this reveal to the night portion. <laughs> Katie, I was intimate with Gabby. Send in the croc. Yeah, exactly. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Um, they kiss. Zach says, it's been a long time. It's been a lot. Um, I want to talk to you about what's been going on. What's been on my brain? Uh, and then she's like not looking at him because obviously he's going about to say something bad. And he goes, you can look at me. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and he's like, oh, she thinks it's terrible. And it's like, what what he is saying is going to be terrible. So, okay. Of course. Yeah, he's trying to like soften the blow by lying about it there. That's a lie. Yeah. To be fully transparent, I went into this week kind of setting a par- kind of setting a parameter, lol, that I wanted to not have sex and physical intimacy be involved, and I shared it with the other women going into this week. Well, you know, a lot has changed and evolved. <laughs> We're always changing and evolving. And uh she says my heart is racing right now. She says that I knew this could potentially happen, but it sucks. And he's like, I never want you to be guessing. And their their literal feet are rotting right now. They're in the water. I saw this Naked and Afraid episode where it was a pair in like Louisiana swamp and their feet literally rotted because they were just in the water too long. In the swamp for too long. Swamp rot. And that's what I thought of here. Okay. And uh, Katie says... (laughs) You confirming this, actually, like, I get that you wanted to tell me you're saying it's because you respect me, but I could have went without hearing that. He's like, sorry. And she's like, you don't need to be sorry. Uh, it's a part of the journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm happy. This is Lucy and protocol. I know what I signed up for, but it's weird. She ITMs. Well, I'm crushed. First thing out of his mouth is that he oh. set up these parameters. 
Yes. Back back in this conversation, she says, hearing it confirmed sucks, but, and Katie delivers a bullfrog lip puff with full eye aperture opening in frustration at Zach's stupidity. And this was my face play of the game. This was a thing of beauty. This was a thing of fucking beauty. Now, we already know that Katie does this thing where she laughs at problems and is kind of comedic in response to bad things happening. This face for me was that. Clues is showing me in the Zoom right now. My phone died and I forgot to give this also, but she had a couple. She had a grimace one. She had an eye twitch one. I got all of them, but the bullfrog was absolutely fine. Face play of the game. But then she ITMs that uh, he says he's sorry. What are you sorry for? She's really not okay right now. Portion 9 begins. We open with a spider in the jungle dining on its prey. And this spider representing the raw brutality of nature was my not creature of the week. Can you fucking believe that? No, I can't. Because this big black and yellow spider representing the hostile environment and Zach admitting that he had gone back on his parameter ultimatum was my <laughs> creature of the week. I loved the spider. It was so big. Strong creature. Mine came a little later in the tag. It was dramatic. Oh, God, I know. Uh, I did love it. I did love it. But we're right back now in the mangroves, uh, wrapping up this conversation. Zach and Katie are walking through the water. It keeps raining. The mood is awkward and strange. Katie tells him that it's weird and she feels very distant as they're kind of like hugging under the trees. She says, uh, again, she feels weird and distant, produces tears. She was so excited to have this day together and she feels like it's a little... And then Zach says, that's the last thing he wanted. He only wanted to share it with her because if it is them at the end of this, he didn't want to have secrets from her. But again, that's fine. Tell her later after the show ends or something. She says she understands what he's doing, but she knows the gist of the week. This is Slucian protocol. She tells him that he didn't need to tell her. She says uh, she's done the same thing, but he owes her nothing. It's your relationship with the other women and she wishes he would have kept it there. That's the game. That's like a fundamental piece of this game is the understanding that like fantasy suites have to happen. You're going to be kissing a bunch of different women all throughout the fucking thing. Like, just don't involve me in it. That's part of this. And he's broken that sacred uh, pact. She thanks him for telling her, but says it's like rubbing salt in the wound. She asks him to put himself in her shoes. Again, something I don't think he's able to do. She says she's not happy and she wants to be happy when she's with him. She's laughing because it's a coping mechanism, but it's not funny to her at all. Produces tears. Zach says he can see it being them at the end of this. If that's true, then why did he have sex at all? You know, he says that to her. It's like she could have come back right then and there and been like, fuck you, dude. Um, and he tells her that she is so special from the beginning. She thanks. She says, thanks for telling me. But he says, seeing you upset like this. And she's like, what did you expect? What did you think I would fucking react like? And he says, whatever you're feeling, I didn't know. I didn't mean to make you feel this way. And they walk out of the swamp. Zach ITMs that her whole tone has changed. It's felt off between them now. Did I fuck up? All she's feeling is distant for me. He produces tears and he hopes she knows where he's coming from. Katie then walks with a producer and tells this producer that she feels so distant from him 
She's so confused. She asks the producer what she's even doing. How can she spend the rest of the night with him after that? She ITMs that she left her family behind for this. Produces tears. She tells the producer, how can she go home uh, tonight when she's not happy? Or how can she go with him tonight when she's not happy? And the producer fucking STCOs her. And this producer... The producer also makes her do deep breaths. A meditation instructor. And this... This meditative... STCO practitioner producer was my Jorge 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 Moreno bystander of the week Not often you get uh, a producer to be your Jorge but here we got it because they keep trying to make empathetic producers on screen. First with the bad bitches, sometimes cry, producer line, STCO for Taj Wan, and now the STCO for Katie. And that's why this producer was also my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno. Bystander of the week. I love this that they keep doing this. They're like, look, we're, we're just, just we're just trying to help them. Yeah, we're just there to facilitate. That's really it. Zap someone who didn't want to bang. It's definitely not our idea originally. No, definitely should think of this as we're matchmakers. It's a weirdo. But sometimes falling in love is messy, and we'll be there for you to cry on our shoulder. We're the producers. You can trust us. Portion 10 begins. <laughs> Night falls. Katie ponders and ITMs that she didn't see the day going the way it did. She was crushed, she says, by Zach's admission. It's the worst feeling in the world. She's not happy. We're in a good headspace. She doesn't know if she's ready to move past this. Zach ITMs being anxious and worried about how tonight's going to go. He has a fear that she might not even show up. He's there waiting. We see the walkway where she's supposed to come from. That was false drama. Absolutely. It's just a fucking extra. At least have DLP show up and say, I don't know if she's going to show up. This was all done in the editing and it was poorly done. I agree. Fucking call up DLP for that at the very least. But she arrives. Have Zach having a panic attack on the bed, spinning in circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, she's not going to come up to the proposal? <laughs> yeah. But she arrives, and this was one of my error, 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 error of the game. <laughs> this was my uh, crown error of the game, I guess. This is not a crown move. She also had Bachelorette served up to her on a fucking silver platter. When he says all this fucking wild shit. All she has to do is not show up and instead, or show up just to tell him off or go to, or instead go do a knock, knock, whatever you walk in and you basically say like, Zach, I didn't tell you this, but I love you. Unfortunately, that has been fractured because you, you broke my trust with this. You've made this so awkward and so strange. You've brought another relationship into our relationship. I can't continue with this. Good luck. A postmortem, mortem love level four. Yes. I agree. They both had this opportunity. I mean, whenever, I mean, I guess it's just Fantasy Suites week. It's just going to be the wreak havoc on The Bachelor week. But yeah, 
whenever any situation comes up like this in this part of the game, you exit. You boldly exit. You say, I know what I deserve. Yeah. Once you've made it to top three. I'm not getting engaged four days after he sleeps with this other woman after lying to the other one. Yes. If you're in the top three, self-elimination is fine as long as it is justified. It can't be because you have changed your feelings about The Bachelor. If The Bachelor is putting you in a position where he's the asshole, you fucking take a hike. You got the next crown. Yeah. Neither of them do this here. Uh, so anyway, Katie comes in and um, she doesn't look at him as she walks in, but they walk inside, or at least they cut it that way. They head into this room with some food on the table. It's basically the fantasy suite. He says he was worried about her reaction. She tells him that she didn't know if she was going to show up tonight. She needed time to process. This week was super challenging. It was the longest she's gone without seeing him. And the last time she saw him, she loved level two him. And that was a lot for her. And she wanted to go into today, strengthen and uh, build the relationship. And then the opposite happened. And he didn't enjoy telling her, he says, but he needed to tell her the truth and have no secrets. He doesn't want her to feel like he has secrets from her. For better or worse, he can't hold a secret in. It will make him sick to his stomach. It's literally against his DNA. He used to rat himself out as a child because of Catholic guilt, he says. And he wants her to know that he cares for her. And he's sorry. He does apologize for it. She thanks him for sharing. And she knows that all relationships have their highs and lows. And this is something she feels they can get through and keep moving forward. She feels good about where they are. And it's all worth it to be there with him. She still feels like the luckiest girl in the world. All smiles from here. Kiss. This was my other. Play, 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 play of the game. Now, again, I gave her my error for showing up, but it's a crown error. And now here, she's kind of redeeming the crown error with a ring play of the game. This is ring play for sure. Okay. She's all exiting. She is in. If she wants the ring, she got it. Because this thing that caused him so much trauma and misery, it's fucking... She's like, I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. Perfectly played. It's a ring play, but it's also bachelorette backup if you don't get the ring because then you can be like, I stood by you after you slept with Gabby and like fucked it all up and then you are going to leave me. Yeah. What you're really seeing here is Gabby got him to break the sex pact. That play yeah. initiated a series of chain reactions that end in whatever Katie's decision is right here. And she decides, I'll squash it. I'm not going to go for Bachelorette. I'm going for Ring. Therefore, your attack on me, meaningless. She renders it inert. A fantastic play. Um, nonetheless, he pulls out that card and key, reads the sacred invocation. She accepts. She ITMs being happy. She stayed, wanting to strengthen her relationship. And Zach ITMs a sense of release, of relief. Sorry. <laughs> and then the <laughs> lights go out, implying consummation once again. We get the grandma and grandpa casting card. We begin day portion. Wait, wait, wait. We got we got Zach's uh, Catholic guilt PTC here. Yes. Did you say that? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We begin portion eleven. It is day. We don't see the morning after of uh, Katie's fantasy suite, so we don't even get clothes on the ground. We don't even. We have no idea what happened in that, and they're never going to give it to us, which is insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get Ariel, we get Gabby, we get Katie, all coming to the rose ceremony and kind of issuing what, they, what they're thinking about as they go in. Um, still, again, no idea if Katie consummated. 
And Zach then meets DLP and tells him this has been one hell of a week. He thinks it can go a lot of wrong ways. Maybe he fucked up for good. DLP tells him that nobody doesn't make mistakes in this experience. (laughs) (laughs) I know firsthand. Remember, I was the bachelor. You said the wrong name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he says, you were truthful and honest, and that's going to bring you closer to love you want. Sends him in. Zach emerges, compliments the ladies on how stunning they are. And then he delivers his speech, saying essentially that he tried to set parameters for himself, and that was the biggest mistake he could have done. He's caused pain. He's very sorry for that. This decision will shatter his heart. The rose ceremony begins. First flower goes to Katie, and second flower goes to Gabby. And DLP then gives the Tam Sig to Ariel. She hugs the other two players. Zach walks her out. Katie produces tears. We get a dumping bench. Uh, where Zach tells her that it was easily the hardest thing he's ever had to do. He appreciates her. One of the most interesting, intriguing, beautiful, respectful, mature, intelligent women he's ever met. That's just not what he's looking for, I guess. She says she couldn't have done this with with anyone else. He still hasn't told her that he went back on the ultimatum. Or maybe he did. And all I can think of is how many bugs she ate. Maybe he did, though. We really don't know. I, I, I feel like he had to have. She really, honestly, was the only one who deserved to know, in my opinion. Because he fucking put up the proclamation to her, then he broke it. Yeah, because he lied. Yeah, spent the night with her under false pretenses. Yes. Um, but she whispers here. She's really happy to get to know him. We hear a car start up in the background, audio editing. He walks her to the car, puts her in. She gives an exit speech. It hurts a lot. She knows how great he is, and she felt this way for a reason. The future she imagined is now gone. She wonders when it will finally click, and she will meet a person who wants to love her above everyone else. And we get this incredible shot of Katie and Gabby talking at the fucking uh, rose ceremony altar, where Katie says... I know that you were the only one that had sex with him. And Gabby says she feels like she's wearing the scarlet letter, Hester Prynne reference here, to Nathaniel Hawthorne's uh, classic work, The Scarlet Letter. Katie then ITMs. Beautiful literary references at the rose ceremony. Don't see a lot of those. You know, when I was in, um, what must it have been, seventh grade, I think, we read that book and we had to do a book report on it. And I was like, uh, teacher, instead of doing a book report, can I write an additional chapter to it that would come somewhere like two-thirds of the way through the book? And she let me do it. And so I did do that, and I got 100. What was the chapter about? I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Creative from a young age. Maybe. Katie then ITMs that it is crazy to think she's a finalist. She's falling in love with him, but there are some more steps before she can be 100% confident. Zach returns, hugs them both. Gabby says she thought she would be a lot happier. And right now she feels like she's wearing a big A on her chest. So she's still hanging on to this thing. But what she's now doing is just making it the the finals basically impossible for her. She's going to paint herself as somebody who doesn't want to be there anymore. And then once you're in the finals, it's like you it will just dissolve and you'll get virtually no reward for it. Katie cheers us to a new week and the privilege of getting to meet his family. If you wanted to go out, you should have gone out here, you mean? Yeah, you have to take a, a strong stance. If he wrongs you in a way, it can't be a slow burn. It's got to be like, what? I'm so crushed. I mean, technically it can. Like Gabby from Clayton's season did this. She took him back. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it did work in that in that regard. Hmm. I, but I mean, I think it was used later. It was like, I stood by you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you have to have that big emotional moment where you're like, fuck you, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gabby ITMs that... Men like that. Yes. You need that. You need a soundbite. 
and she didn't deliver, at least in this episode. Gabby then ITMs that he's only making eye contact with Katie and she has questions she needs answered before she can move forward with an engagement. Then we get our next week promo. It's the incredible emotional season finale of The Bachelor. Zach tells his family that he had sex. So it looks like... <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> you, I wrote this down. You came on the Zoom and you were like, next week he's going to tell his fucking family about it. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Of course. The Catholic guilt means you have to report it directly to the patriarch. You've got to like let your priest know, etc. I can't wait for this meeting of the family. God, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. And then Gabby wonders if he regrets the decision. Katie wonders what he's saying to Gabby. Zach says uh, it's the biggest decision of his life. And then Gabby ITMs will make the fucking decision. <laughs> Somebody at the end of this is going to get hurt. Zach has caused pain and made mistakes. He has a sparkler. He hopes it was all worth it. And then we get this tag. Wait, by the way, the sacred altar is covered in the orange garlands that they had previously hung in the swamp. FYI. Well, is that a spoiler? I mean... Oh, do you think? No. I just think it's like set design. They're just like... Hang them everywhere. We put them in here. Okay, let's put them up at the altar. Yeah. The orange garlands are the ladders of this season. Could be. Oh, God. Uh, but then oh, we get God. this. When you say it's like ladder, that's kind of an minutial alarm. Now you're going to see orange garlands everywhere. It's like ladder. <laughs> we get this tag where each of the three final players are walking to the rose ceremony. And we see this gang of monkeys on the path of pain. And these monkeys are watching each one of them come in. And Katie's the last one to come in. And as she comes in, these monkeys launch an attack on her. And these monkeys were strutting their stuff, immune to the pain on the path that they were on. And they were my. <laughs> Creature of the week. Love these fucking monkeys. Anytime you can like directly interact with a player, you're doing something right as a creature. These monkeys knew that and they took center stage. Congratulations, monkeys. Pace Case, who was your MVP? For her play of the game chemistry play, for her colorful narration, for setting up what I believe to be the best crown edit or at least first female sand in paradise at, at this point. Gabby was my... M M M M V P I think it's better to be first female sand, go out in second at, at this point, than to be paired up with Shao Cross. I agree. Instagram wise, I mean. Obviously, obviously, I'm talking about Instagram. No, no, I agree. Well, just like for what are you gonna get out of this experience if it's not an engagement? Uh, which I don't think Gabby's gonna get. I agree with you. You need first sand. Um, Gabby was also my M M M M M V P. Never seen a chemistry game like this one where the bachelor says no sex in the fantasy suites. And she says, we'll see about that. Fucking fantastic. I am once again, just so proud to have been a part of this season long run from the first moment she picked up how to win the bachelor back in the mansion to where she is now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Gabby, we can't thank you enough for reading our book and taking to heart some of the strategies. You can tell she's a reader. Scarlet Letter Ref. Exactly. Well, no, but I mean, what she did on this fantasy suite is literally like we lay it out exactly to do it just like this. And she did it um, and did it successfully. So congratulations to Gabby on the MVP. And again, thanks for reading our book. Congrats to us all on this episode. Really enjoyed it. God damn. Yeah, it was my favorite episode so far by far. Just the level of play, both high and low, entertaining through and through. Creatures. Yeah. This was really like a historic episode, I feel like. It was... um, Maybe it won't be like as remembered as the, the Rose Ceremony from Hell, but God damn, what Gabby did. I mean, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Hats off to all the players this season. Um, Ariel, we savored your suffering. We thank you for your service. You played a great season as well. We hope to see you on Paradise very soon. And before we go, as always, what is that drawback? It has been 7,666 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 